Checks on the City has kept you informed for what's happening in the South African music industry for the last 15 years now. And this podcast is an extension of everything that goes on on the website, plugging you into all the hottest music news, reviews, and interviews through insightful and hopefully stimulating conversations with the people who are on the ground, the people who are plugged into the culture, and the people who are making shit happen. And on today's show, I'll catch up with Zolani Mahola about this very cool halfway group campaign she's involved in, and chat to Passenger about the 10th anniversary re-release of his momentous album, All the Little Lights. A great way to ease into a new season, I think. Now, music is synonymous with road trips. Those journeys that are made more memorable by the playlists that make reaching the destination so much more enjoyable. And in South Africa, music is a unifier that brings people together, regardless of where their journeys may be taking them. The power of music to unite is the inspiration behind a new project from the halfway group dubbed On Track to Better, a partnership with several top South African musicians, and one of them is Zolani Mahola, the one who sings. And she joins me today. Zolani, it's always such a pleasure to chat to you. How has the start of 2024 been? <laughs> um... <laughs> it's a tough one to answer just because my father died unfortunately at the very end of December so it was a rough entry emotionally um, and I still haven't really really found my feet that's the honest answer but um, but for my family entire we are we are well um, with that said <laughs> my condolences but you know I, I find that tragedy normally brings uh, brings about a uh, a degree of unity with the family i yes, also uh, recently true. lost my my grandmother she i mean I'm she was sorry. 95 years old she had a good run amazing that's <laughs> wonderful run. but um it definitely brought the family closer loss. together i'm very happy to hear that i'm so happy to hear that text that's great mm. <laughs> but we're not we're not here to talk about that because that's a whole separate podcast that is a whole separate podcast Solani and we'll be here we'll be here for another two hours um we're here today to talk about the integral part that you play in mm. Halfway Group's new campaign on track to better a fantastic sentiment for South Africans to take to heart a campaign with real soul I think and I want to know yes. what drew you to being a part of this novel campaign that they have going? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I always I always see, see the hope, you know, in our country there is so much hope and there is so much beauty. And, and, there, and in that way, definitely my sentiments and my feelings as a, as a South African um, are very much aligned to this campaign. I, I, I think we always are on the track to better. It's just us really making the choices, you know, the deliberate choices as civil society, you know, as, as civilians um, and all of us involved. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway Halfway's also created this very cool Spotify playlist yes. that celebrates our country's journey to better through music. Yes. And, and I wanted to know uh, which songs embodied the spirit of South Africa 
what I love so much about the about the Spotify playlist um, is that it represents this band, you know, this this whole like cross cultural band of music that has really informed us as South Africans over over decades. And so it's just so wonderful. There's just such wonderful um, memories that it evokes, you know, in, you know, where you, you know, like what, what period you, of your life you were in, you know, when, okay, maybe some of us, <laughs> special star, when we heard special star, things like special star or, um, or was a Friday, you know, or, or Mikasa, these streets, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's evocative of these times of togetherness, which is the thing that, that music can do, this unifying factor. Beautiful. There are 77 songs on this playlist, yeah. about five, five hours worth oh of music. Gosh. So Jesus. they really have put together like the ultimate road trip wow. playlist. So if you're listening to this and you're on your way to up the creek uh, and you're looking for a playlist, just search <laughs> on track to better on Spotify and hit it. <laughs> it's going to take you down Memory lane. It's going to take you down memory lane. It it will really like plug you into to out to the marrow of who we are as South Africans in a very beautiful way. You know, music is a unifying force. I, mm. I've seen it. You've definitely seen it time mm. and time again. Mm. And I was wondering what your advice for up and coming South African musicians would be who who want to educate and inspire, but also entertain through their music. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that if, if that is a passion of, of yours, you know, not every entertainer, not every um, musician wants to kind of be a, um, to use their, their platform or use their voice for, for, for social goods. So, so even if it's, <laughs> even if that's not your like major intention, um, that's also cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just making mm. music and being a musician is is a wonderful, amazing thing with it, you know, in itself. If you are called, you know, to 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 make a difference and to and to yeah, use use this voice of yours, um, and also make entertaining music. I think it's absolutely completely possible. For me, the the the, the most important thing is that it feels feels like it is it's coming naturally from you and what I mean by that is like is is the inclination you know just sometimes when we try to force too much it it it, it cannot really come across what we're trying to do so I think if you mm. if you have that honest inclination that passion and that intention is going to come together and the main thing for me what that I always say to to aspiring artists and, and young artists is just is play really just open yourself and give yourself the opportunity to really just um give yourself a blank check almost you know you don't have to know the thing you know you can, there's there's a lot of trust that's also also involved while hopefully you've got your your management and you've got you know people who are doing all the clever things your art is a sacred thing you know so really just yeah, treasure it and and play and experiment, and you'll be surprised. You know all the all the the things that can come out of you when you approach it like that. Have you seen any up and coming musicians lately 
either heard them on the radio or seen them perform live that made you go, wow, <laughs> I mean, that's a talent. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen lots, you know, and for me, the, the, the main thing that I would like to say in response to that, Tekla, is that there's, our country is, is made up of incredible musicians and, um, and these musicians are singing in choirs, you know, and they're singing in church, you know, and, and some of them are on stage, you know, some of them have made their way towards um, being a solo artist or, or being um rapper or, or, or whatever it is, you know. Um, but for, for me, I've been so fascinated by more grassroots kind of <laughs> music in a way. Okay. So be really being fascinated by music that the way that I, I had my in into music was in traditional ceremonies, traditional Tosa ceremonies in church um, and then, you know, in, in, in the school choir. And I've been so fascinated by what it is when a group of people particularly sing together and, you know, it might be a traditional ceremony where they are also those big drums, you know, or, or, or people hitting Bibles, you know. There's just... For me, I'm just in awe of that thing that is so uniquely African. <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously, obviously, you know, you have the gospel, you know, in America, you have, you have, but there's something so precious about it that is just so of this place. That's been astounding me a lot lately, and I've had the, I've had the good fortune of, of being a part of. Um, uh, kind of being a judge or a mentor with choirs, like the Kailicha Youth Choir. I was really like blown away by them and, and a whole lot of other choirs. Just the, this, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's just fire. <laughs> so that's my answer to that question. <laughs> I'm sure there must be something really special about being in that phase of your career where you can be a mentor, can mm. be a judge and can give back in mm. a way. You know what I mean? Like your career mm. has been, is still so rich. Mm. You've done mm. so much, accomplished so much. And mm. now you've kind of mm -hmm. hit that next level where you can impart mm. some of that sometimes hard-earned knowledge mm. that you've accumulated over the years back to the youth. I sound so yeah. old saying the youth. but No, listen, it is the <laughs> to youth. The kids. <laughs> <laughs> it is the youth and, and it, it is great. It really, really, really is great. I, I feel I feel the privilege of my position. And um I, I, it's something that I I don't know, I, I I hadn't valued as much before when I was when I myself was a youth. But um but now, you know, as a whatever, as a early 40, 40 year old, <laughs> you know, kind of being able to to be that person for people who are up, up and coming in the industry is a, is a wonderful thing. Mm. Yeah. And there's also yeah. so much happening right now for us to be excited about as South Africans, like Tyler winning a Grammy, Drikas winning mm. the middleweight title, the Springboks winning mm. the Rugby World Cup. And, I mean, even like our mm. incredible matric results, you know, closer, yes. closer to home. Yes. What, what excites you about being South African? Oh wow, quite a lot actually. I mean, I like. Hmm. 
I love how complex we are. <laughs> and I'm also, I'm, I'm excited for, it's, it's a funny thing to say, but I'm excited for us unlocking the, the gifts of our history. And what I mean by that is there's, there's so much pain in our history. There's a lot of pain and mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that we haven't, we haven't looked at as a nation and as a society that I feel it's, it's imperative that we do for us to, to get to a different place collectively. I'm excited for us doing that work. And I feel that it is being done, you know, in, in, in pockets, you know, of, of the country. And I feel that they, they, there are changes, micro changes that are happening, but I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that future South Africa that embraces all of that is already amazing today and that just amplifies it through a real, like a deeper understanding of who we are to each other. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, you'll be performing live at Halfway Toyota Ottery this Saturday, the 10th of February. Yes. It's been a long time since I've seen you perform, and this is quite yes. a novel place to to see you again on stage. But what can everybody coming expect from your intimate performance? You can expect they can expect that exactly that very intimate, fantastic, <laughs> very intimate. Is going to be just me and a guitar. Um, you know, so just a few years ago, I changed my artist name to, as you said, the one who sings. And mm-hmm. that is actually something that people have been calling me for the past 20 years plus the one who sings. And, um, for me, there's something just so precious about having a, having, um, a, a place in society, you know, and having your, your talent, recognized having been seen for for who you are and what you bring and so for me in these intimate performances I just really love sharing story I love sharing what has yeah what means a lot to me and invariably I find when we share from our hearts we I don't know it 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 touch we touch each other you know it touches your heart you know and it and it it brings us closer so that's what people can expect. And people can also obviously expect some songs that they know, you know, that they've known of Freshly Ground, the doobie-doos, you know, and um, a couple of those. But I'm excited also to share my new work as the one who sings as well. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm very, very, very looking forward to it. So, Lani, whether I talk to you for five minutes or five hours. It's always such a pleasure and you're always so kind. And, you know, you were my very first guest on this <laughs> podcast when so I first cool. started it. And we spoke for something uh, ridiculous, like almost two time. hours. And <laughs> shame, my poor editor couldn't even deal afterwards. He's like, I don't know what to cut. It's also great. <laughs> and it was also quite deep. <laughs> it was very deep. But you... Um, but y- you have a penchant for getting very deep very quickly. And for that, I always, um, I always value our conversations. And I, I, I wish you all the best for 2024. Please don't be a, a stranger. Please, let's, let's do this again. Yes, ma'am. Cool text. Thank you so much. Inspiration. You don't find it. It finds you. It's not always in the big moments. It's in the little ones, too. Sometimes it's our eyes early. Sometimes it hits you like a crack.
crashing wave. <laughs> it arrives in silence too. Often, it comes from more than just places. It comes in all shapes, new and familiar faces. Well, when it finds you, you'll know. It'll take you to moments and places that you'll be proud to put your signature on. Inspiration? It's found us, thanks to USA. And it's kept us on track to better for over 58 years. Let's find your better together. Halfway, your journey keeps getting better. Proudly doing our part to build a better South Africa. The Halfway Group, a family of companies that we are proud to put our signature on. Joined on the podcast by prolific folk pop singer-songwriter Mike Rosenberg, better known to all of us as Passenger, as he celebrates a milestone in his illustrious career by re-recording and re-releasing All the Little Lights to honor its 10-year mark. Mike, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm really good. It's been uh, been a bit busy, but but really good busy, yeah. Fantastic. We're here to talk about the 10th anniversary of your Cornerstone album, All the Little Lights, an album that changed your life in various different ways. I can't remember what I was doing 10 days ago, Mike, let alone 10 years ago, but that period of your life, the writing and recording of that album, how do you look back on it? It's been extraordinary, you know, going back, you know, deep diving into this album, uh, back into these songs um, and remembering sort of who I was and where I was um, when I was writing them. I was I was busking around Australia primarily, um, uh, chain smoking. I was about, yeah, three stone lighter uh, and a ball of anxiety <laughs> trying to figure out who I was in the world really. And um yeah, it's it's it really. I, I didn't think it was going to be such an emotional experience to sort of take myself back there, but it really has been quite extraordinary. What was your vision going forward with the reimagining and the re-recording of the anniversary version of this album? I don't know, really. I I think it started from quite a selfish idea. I, I over the years, I'm so proud of this album, and I need to kind of clarify that i'm so proud and i'm so grateful to this record it has opened so many doors for me and and you know completely changed my trajectory really but i've definitely over the years heard songs here and there from the record and just kind of thought to myself man i love this but i wish i could do it again i wish mm -hmm. you know my voice is so different i think you know me and my producer chris have made nine records since and i think we've learned a lot in that time we have a brilliant band at our disposal now and we just have learned so much and part of me always just kind of yearned to give these songs you know a new lease of life and, and, and a musical platform that I think they deserve so yeah that's how it came about we just we were having a drink one night and we were talking about it and I was like why don't we just do this why don't we just do it so we did and we went from scratch we started again and, and it was a big undertaking there was a lot of work it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears, but I'm so glad we did it. I'm really proud of it. And I think people really, my biggest concern was people just being like, hang on a minute, you've already made this album, what are you doing? But we haven't had any of that. Like, I think people really get it. I think people really understand that this album was such a big deal to me and others. Yeah. 
and it's worth celebrating and and i really hope people yeah embrace it i don't know i think that all the best ideas that i've had anyway have always begun over a few beers or a few drinks so absolutely and all the worst ideas as well simultaneously that's very true very true but i think one of the things that i love the most about this re-recording was the fact that you did all of the songs acoustically as well i i I thought that that was that was very very smart and it 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 lends such a beautiful dynamic and um, and tone to some of the songs um, that, like we haven't heard before. I thought that that was really lovely to do. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's something we've done previously with records, with some of the records. And I, th- I think because I play on my own, I don't have a band on stage. So I think a lot of people experience Passenger in that form, you know, just a guitar mm-hmm. and a vocal. So... I think that's cool. And I th- it's also how I write, you know, I, I always just write on my own with a guitar. That's how the songs come about. That's how they are born into the world. So I feel like there are purists who will prefer those recordings. Yeah. What do you think it is? I mean, the last time we spoke, it was smack bang in the middle of COVID. And right. we, I asked you about let her go and how it was written. And, you know, you said that you, you, you basically said that you picked up the guitar and you played the chord and it was like the melody had been there. It it had Mm. been in you the whole time. Mm. Mm -hmm. But what do you think it is about that song that resonates with people so deeply, even 10 years down the line? I think it's a few things. I I think the, 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 the sentiment of it is is a universally understood one. I think most people, by the time they get to adulthood, have have had some sort of experience that can kind of chime in with that song, whether it's losing a loved one or a relationship ending or just something that you've had and loved but perhaps took for granted slightly and only really understood the weight of it when you didn't have it anymore. I mean, Joni Mitchell wrote a better song than I did about this same subject a long time ago. But um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's a big reason. I, th- I think also like melodically and just the mood of the song, even if your English isn't sort of amazing and you can't understand every lyric and the nuance is there, I think you, you can't misunderstand the tone of that song. I think it's sentimental and nostalgic in its in its very nature and I think that's why it's probably done so well globally. The anniversary version of Let Her Go featuring Ed Sheeran, it feels like a full circle moment because you've been very honest about how Ed Sheeran opened doors for you by bringing you on board as a supporting act for his world tour. But there's something else, there, there's, something, there's something very special about this rendition. I feel like when I watch the video that I'm getting a glimpse into a very unique bond that the two of you have. Would you say that's fair? Definitely. Definitely. And I, and I, I sometimes feel the need to defend it because I worry that people think, oh, yeah, it's, you know, riding on the coattails or it's just because he's famous or whatever. But it, nah. it really isn't, you know. It's And I'm, I'm really glad you and hopefully others can see that. It's... um. I met Ed when he was 16 and I was in my early 20s and we just became friends immediately and, and started playing gigs together around London and a few other places and yeah I mean that was what 15 years ago at least and um, 
it's been a wonderful friendship over the years and of course I, I have so much to thank him for, for as far as taking me on tour and championing my music to, to anyone that would listen he's so generous with that stuff not just with me with he's he's helped so many people's careers um he's a, he's a unique guy as far as that stuff goes but yeah I, I i i do feel like we have a really great bond i think we i think we view i think we approach music in a very similar way it's all feel it's all heart it's all um not to say he's not te- technically gifted either um but i think so much of it is done with with feeling if that makes sense mm-hmm. um I, th- I think we both come from the same we're cut from the same cloth there but yeah I, it's a really special thing for me and of course like having one of the biggest mega stars in the world duetting on you know <laughs> my biggest song Doesn't it's hurt. a good it's an it's a nice commercial opportunity of course it is i'm i'm not denying that but i think way more important to me is the fact that I've got one of my best mates singing on a song that probably wouldn't have got famous without his help. Um, that just, that's just an amazing moment for me personally. And and I think for him as well. And you know what, Mike, that's what it feels like. That's what I got. It feels very effortless watching the two of you perform together. Those harmonies are absolutely incredible. I'd love to know how many takes you went through for that video that ended up as the final one um I mean yeah I mean I'll let you into a secret we didn't record it live <laughs> in the in the room that would have been something uh we recorded it sort of you know on, on another day and the, and the video is just you know a, a nice live depiction of of that um mm-hmm. but Ed, Ed's incredible in the studio he's such a monster he just we recorded his vocals in London he just came in and just blasted it he just knew exactly what he was doing um and yeah I mean I didn't I didn't really comment I was just like you, you just let him do his thing he's he's a genius and I don't throw that word around lightly he's uh he really is quite a quite a special guy yeah and that definitely comes through the anniversary version of A Life's for the Living which features Irish singer-songwriter Foy Vance is also incredibly poignant and I wanted to read you a comment that was left by a lady named Emily Johnson on the YouTube video. And it really struck a chord with me. She said, I remember listening to the song about 10 years ago for the very first time. I was so young and I hadn't experienced a bit of life yet. It was significant to me then, but I understand the lyrics and meaning behind the song so much better now. I'm Mm. not sure if I should be mourning the loss of my innocence or celebrating the expanse of my experience. Maybe a wow. little of both. Thank you, Mike and Foy, for breathing such a renewed life into the song. And I think that that's beautiful because people are rediscovering this album in a multitude of ways a decade later. How, how does that make you feel? Gives me goosebumps, really. Because um, I kind of feel, I felt all that myself as well. And I felt like that towards other people's music as well. You know, uh, Simon and Garfunkel and Bruce Springsteen and all, all these sort of heroes of mine that I, I've had these amazing awakening moments whilst listening to their music. And to, to, to think that my music could supply something similar for others, that blows my mind. That That's kind of like a, I suppose logically I understand it, but 
when I actually kind of think about it and feel that that's uh, that's just the, the most wonderful thing in the world. Yeah, I love that that line that you wrote. I'm not sure if I should be mourning the loss of my innocence mm. or celebrating the expanse of my experience. I thought He's that that so, that's basically a lyric. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I, was, I was just saying that's a, a better lyric than I've come up with ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. So where are you at currently? What creative space are you in now that the re-recording of all the little lights has been, is out there, is out there for people to, to receive? I don't really know yet. Um, the dust hasn't really settled on it. I mean, we released the album on, on Friday and Friday. we're still just in the in the thick of it, really. I mean, we're we're battling in the charts here in the UK against the Beatles and Taylor Swift, so I don't fancy our chances, really. Um, <laughs> being a little independent, um, little mum and pop set up. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's. I feel very proud that we're kind of in amongst it. We don't get any radio play. We don't get any love from Spotify, really. So the fact that it's basically fan-driven, um, it's it's frustrating at times. Being an independent artist, you don't get the rub of the green. You know, the major labels and, and their artists seem to get the lion's share of the opportunities, to say the least. But that's something I've lived with for a long time, and it's a choice I made a long time ago. You know, you, you have... You have freedom. You have you. You're behind the wheel. You choose. You, you know. You choose everything. Um, and I'm not prepared to give that up. So then, you don't. You can't expect to have all of the the good things that come with with being with a major as well. Um, so yeah. So I'm really proud of of being indie still, and and that's kind of that means it's very hands on in a, in a you know leading up to an album like this and especially in in week of release so the creative stuff has to kind of be on the back burner for a little while you you mm-hmm. kind of put your brain and i love it i really love the business side of it i've you know since i was a busker i've had to be I couldn't be one of those artists that just can't sort of get up in the morning and like, you know, call themselves an Uber. I can't, I, I can't be that guy because I have, I've had to have made it work. I've had to, you know, for, for years I was traveling on my own. I was busking every day. I was, I was building a, a business. I saw it as a small business. So part of what I do, yes, part of it is the creative side and that's what I love the most. But then there's also this other side where we're navigating an ever-changing landscape of, the music industry as an independent artist, which is exciting, frustrating, wonderful, and and terrifying all at once. But it must be incredibly rewarding when you take a step back and you see the sort of cult following that you've created around this album to the point where the re-release has been received with open arms by people like Emily, who who it means so much to them. Exactly, exactly. And if I go down a rabbit hole of feeling annoyed that I don't get the kind of the industry support that I could and blah, 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 I, all I have to do is start thinking about actually people, actual human beings who love this album and, and the songs that I make. That's what it's all about, you know, that that connection. It doesn't matter about, you know, all of the, the fluff around it. It's It's about how people feel when they listen to your songs. And I'm so fortunate that over the years I've had opportunities to to get those songs to the right ears. And yeah, I'm very, very lucky. 
Well, Mike, I just wanted to say thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's always such a pleasure. And thank you for honoring an album that means so much to so many people in such a beautiful way. What a lovely chat. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This episode was made possible by the Halfway Group, Matthew Dickinson and the good people at Sure. If you're obsessed and you need to know more, you can find us across socials at TexAndTheCity and at texandthecity.com for more music news. Otherwise, thank you for listening and catch you next week.